don't know why he thinks that. I was saying there's no good bagels in LA, and he's like, "Have you tried the suburbs?" And I was like, "No, maybe I should." No, because uh, the suburb they suck here. They're really bad here. So I don't think so. His theory is wrong. Hey everyone, welcome to It's Not Me, It's COVID with Courtney Allen. I'm your host, Courtney. This podcast series is going to be all about dating during COVID. Yes, we are in a pandemic and don't know how long this is going to last, but people want that attention, affection, and connection. So why the fuck not make a podcast all about that? Zoom calls, FaceTime dates, texting, dating apps, ghosting, how hard it is to actually date, especially during this time in our lives. And who knows? Maybe some one-on-one socially distanced dates. We're going to talk all about that. So strap in and feel the feels. Hope you like it, because here we go. What's up, what's up, what's up? Episode 17. Yes. I can't believe we're almost to 20 episodes. It's crazy that this, like, it's already February. It's already February. Wild. Wow. I'm already thinking about Valentine's Day, which... I have never really, like, celebrated Valentine's Day with a man before. Like, it's usually with my girlfriends and, like, we do, uh, what, do we just buy, like, chocolate and just hang out and not do whatever? But actually, like, we're going to kind of do something. Not like I'm a huge Valentine's Day person, but might as well, like, do maybe, like, go on a date, a type of, if there are any dates. We're actually going to this, like, drive-in you know, those like those light shows like they were happening in Halloween and Christmas and like they have music and lights and like you drive through it all. Yeah, we're going to do that. And it's like this music like EDM type of thing that it's a cool like we're doing something like at least it's something. But yeah, it's already February. Like, fuck. Wow. Okay, so this episode is with Dia Morgan. Dia fucking Morgan, a fucking queen, a star. She is amazing. She, like, I have, there's so many, I don't even know how to describe her because she is just, she's fucking fantastic. She is so, she is an amazing singer-songwriter. She writes fucking bops. Let me tell you, bops. And today, we are talking about her, her dating experience before COVID, and her relationship before COVID, how she writes songs, like how does she think of ideas like from her dating experience to write into songs, and talk about COVID during those times, what she's gone through with dating and and love and all of that. And she, it's a great episode. Like, I think it's a great episode. So let's get into it. Look at that. Dia is making her like apartment so beautiful. We're fluffing pillows. Can you hear that? Can people hear that? We can hear that. We can hear that. Amazing. You're just like, that was beautiful. Those were great. Yeah, very pink apartment. It was very pink apartment. I love it. World, everyone say hi to Dia Morgan. Hi. Hi, Dia. Thank you so much for being on this. I'm genuinely really excited. Yes, it's fun. We're just shooting the shit. We're having girl talk. Um, do you tell the world who you are, what you do, how we met, all that good shit? Okay, so who we are, who I am. I yes. am a pop singer and songwriter yep. and um, general enthusiast at life. Yes. So 
I'm a content creator in all senses of the word. So um, yeah, I try to jump around platforms because I feel like you can create art in so many different places, but my main medium is singer and songwriter. You're not a triple threat because you do more than that. I don't know if there is another saying. Dancing and I, you know, so it's like really funny where it's like, I don't know what to call myself, but like, you know, graphic design, video editing, dancing. Mm -mm. It's not, it's not that, it's not that important anyway. I feel like artists, like you are an all around artist in like so many ways. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe you. So yeah, I love that. And I think that one of the just side note that I was thinking about from a TikTok, they're like, just because you are one medium doesn't mean you're just an artist. Like you can do so many different mediums when you're an artist. And that's just the way your brain works. It's true. And I loved that where I was like, oh, yeah, you can have that main medium that you say all the time, but that's not your only medium of creating. Right. I feel like on Instagram, you know, when you become a business account and they have like you put what you are underneath, like your name. I want to put I'm an artist so bad, but I feel like I don't know why I I get like, am I actually like I am an artist, but do people think I'm an artist or just an actor or like, what do I call myself? I always go so much like back and forth, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is you are what you tell people and people believe what you tell them. So, yeah, maybe your friends from high school might be like, oh, she's not an artist, but they're from high school you know like right let them think what they want but you know when you introduce yourself how do you want people to perceive you yeah and then whatever that descriptor is choose that I did want to be an imaginary character on mine for a while and I was it was like Dia Morgan imaginary character I love that um but I think I changed that at some point in my life I think someone put theirs down as a croissant I think I saw an actor, they put them down as croissant. I was like, that, that's I'm good. I'm a croissant. Right? Like, no, we would be pie. We would, we would I be pie. No, I'd be ice cream though. Yeah, you right. No, you right. You right. I'll never forget. So we met um, a mutual friend of ours. When did we, one of the workouts of Steve's? Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning. In the beginning of quarantine, we met from a mutual friend and we were doing outdoor workout Um classes and ever since then like we would go there I heard about you many times prior because I know Steve yes through other people like yes. I know him through Michael and stuff and I don't know him through Michael but I do and it was super weird and he was like I was like wait so how do you know Steve and they're like Courtney and I was like I don't know who these people are it's a small world. It's a small world, but not. And now we're finally in the same state. Yeah, I'm in the same state. So and I will never forget when we, I didn't want to get pie that night. And you were like, no, I'm getting you pie. We're splitting pie together. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I will never forget because that was I just. We bonded so deeply when we were over just like, one piece of pie. One piece of pie. We were like, let's share pie. Like, yes. I'm like, did we just become best friends? Like, literally, I'm like, Oh, pie. It was the cho- was it the chocolate pie? Or was it Yeah, I think. Oh, it was so good. And the whipped cream? Oh. I think about these things at night. Before COVID, how was your dating life like? So, when I first moved to LA, I was yes. like, I'm going to move to LA, mom. She's like, "Have you ever been there?" And I was like, "No, but that's where I'm going." And then, you know, I hopped off the plane and I was like, 
oh my God, I have an internship for like three hours a week that's unpaid and I have no idea what I'm doing here, where to live or what to do. I should go on Tinder and make, make friends and meet boys and go on dates. So I went on a date literally every night because I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> and I was that's so like, that's, I, I just, that's so, that's so gutsy to fucking do that. It is. It's so gutsy. And they really make this, like dating a sport. And it was super fun. And like, I went on one date with a guy who went to Mizzou and was an AE pie. And my best friend went to Mizzou. And right before I moved to LA that same summer, I like went to AE pie at Mizzou and just got super drunk. And I was like, I have that in common with you, you know? And like, you know, I went on a date with a dude that turns out I went on a second first date with, but I forgot about him. It's fine. I'm doing fine. That's fine. And like, no, it's fine. You know, I when I met uh, Daniel One, who's a really good friend of mine. Well, I'm better. F so Daniel One's best friend is Daniel Two. Daniel Two's sister is who I saw this week. Side note, of who I'm like really good friends. So like my dating life from the very beginning of meeting people has turned into building relationships with. Now I'm closest with the sister of the best friend of this kid that I went on a couple of dates with, but it's all been such a wild journey of where you meet people and so much more than that. So it started where I just went on a date every night and kind of got to know what I wanted and what I didn't want. Turns out I'm super picky. That's good though. I think that's really good. I'm picky as fuck. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, then I don't know what hit me, but I was like, I just, I think I fell in love with my vocal coach, which everybody knows. Um, and then I was just like, I'm bored of dating. And then I just wanted to become a really good songwriter and just went to writing sessions and writing sessions and more and more writing sessions and just set up with as many strangers that I could and meet new people and write as many times as I could and write a million bad songs and a couple of good songs and just get better and better. And then, um, I just kind of got addicted to my work and stopped wanting to date and would go to networking events all the time, met a dude at a bar that I did not want to even go to that night, dated him for three months, broke up with him, um, then wrote a song called Under Over about going out and getting loose, and then I'm under him and over you. I know that song uh, very well. A situation that happened in February, and then wrote that song right after at the beginning of March, and then the world closed, so. Wow. When you're writing your songs, what makes you want to write about a specific person or a specific date? Is there anything that – do you ever, like whenever you're going on a date when there's something happens, in the back of your mind, do you like sometimes think – Oh, this would be a good song. Yes. Yes. I literally was on a date once and during COVID at, with somebody that I met when I first moved to LA and um, didn't work out. But he said to me, so I don't know where it came, but I was like, you know, I'm a hoe plus romantic. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Okay. Um, okay. I laughed at myself so hard. I go, I hate taking out phones on dates, but I need to take my phone out and put that into my notes because that, that's gotta be a song. And so I'm hoping that I actually release that one, that it's not the title, but it's in the second verse of a song that I ended up writing that week 
where I was just like sitting on the couch. Somebody sent me a track. I was like, this is a cool track. And uh, my other friends were sitting there and they're like, yeah, I don't want to hear about your love life anymore. And the song is like, my friends won't let me talk about love. They said that they've had enough with my bad decisions again. And then the song is just like complaining and like trying to be like, all right, I'm done with this whole like dating around thing. Um, I want a happy ending now. So I think that, yeah, everywhere you go, there's inspiration. And I don't know when it's going to hit, but I hear things and I, I'm always listening for things at, from myself and from others where sometimes I'm on a walk and I'm just like, I don't fucking know what to do with my life right now. Maybe I should just cut my hair and dye it black. And I was like, that's a cool idea for a song. And then I ended up writing that wrote a whole production around it and then took the verse out that said that. And so it's going to be my next release, but it does not say that. So you never know where inspiration is going to come and what inspiration is going to turn into. And if that inspiration is even going to be used. When did you realize you wanted to be a singer songwriter? I still don't know. <laughs> um, no, I just was like nine. We did a poetry unit in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was super stupid. I was like, why are we writing poems about staplers when we could write songs? They're basically the same thing. Yeah. Because I kind of figured that out. And I just started writing songs. And I sang a couple of songs at my summer camp. Um, they were all about boys. Uh, mostly are now out of the closet. Um, naturally. <laughs> naturally. And uh, would sing them to my summer camp. And for some reason, they were actually interested in my songs. And it gave me enough confidence to think that I was somewhat talented uh and I think maybe they were making fun of me I don't really know because I was nine years old and there's no way that I was actually good but maybe they weren't I don't know maybe they liked me they probably did actually I'm gonna take that back but I watched the little dicky show and I was like maybe they were making fun of me <laughs> you are so talented though like I even one another one of our mutual friends I literally was talking about the fact that you you get these ideas in your head so fast and you're able to just Basically, they just like spit out verses. Like it just Sometimes. comes so naturally to Sometimes. you. Not which, all, but a good amount of times. Like you, you, you create songs. Like it just it go. Like it just flows so much. And like I have always wanted to write it's songs. Practice. It's honestly, genuinely just practice. It's hard as fuck. Yeah, and when you're first doing it, it's absolutely impossible. And then when you start doing it for a while. I mean, life inspires things. There's constantly stuff going on around us. We have emotions. Everyone has them. We're all in our own train wrecks and successes and killing it. And, you know, my brother who's killing it and his wife who's killing it. I'm like, you guys are like the epitome of doing awesome to me. And they're like, really? Sometimes I feel like I'm failing. And I was like, okay, so obviously we all have our own emotions that are just purely your own emotions. And then the outside world sees different things. And so there's these ups and downs and like, you don't necessarily, those are all just valuable pieces of information. Mm -hmm. And when you start to take note of them and how you want to tell a story and cut out all of the fluff, unlike I'm doing right now, <laughs> then you start to find those pieces that feel like gems. I love that. I love, uh, my heart's just getting so warm talking like from one artist to the other, even though like I wish I wish I could write like that. But maybe that's why I gravitated towards musical theater a little bit more because I don't have to write my own stuff. I could just sing somebody else's 
instead. It's so fun though. And also you can write your own stuff when you start to take note of things. And also writing with other people, like my songs were so bad before I started writing with others. And they told me that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. And I started to watch them form good ideas. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's how you capture a good idea. That's where it comes from. And then they would capture the things I say. And they'd be like, that's where that idea can, I didn't even think of it. Sometimes I'm just like spewing a story and somebody will catch a phrase that I say and they're like, I like that. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that that was possible to turn what I just said into a lyric. So I don't think that you, I think you could do it if you wanted to, you just have to practice. Yeah, maybe, maybe down the line, maybe down the line right now, but uh, just still so cool. Still so, so cool. And getting back into, well, I can only imagine what songs that you wrote during COVID. They're fun. They're fun. And let's just get into that. What? Okay. So you ended your relationship with somebody in February, correct? I ended a relationship with him in November. And then oh, okay. it's like, you're not allowed to still be into him. And the best way to get over somebody is get under somebody new. If you know my song Under Over, that's where that came from. I did a nice little booty, little booty dance in your music video for that. So fun. You're in the music video. Oh, I know. I watched it a bunch of times. I was like, that's my butt. <laughs> that That is my butt. I love that. So where were you during the official lockdown or in the beginning? Okay, so if, what was it? Like a Wednesday night where everyone's like talking about it, but they're yes. like, we're fine still. Like we can still go to events. Like I went to a thing at Hotel Cafe for songwriters and then the next day I was like, okay, this is actually getting like really, really intimidating. And then they're like, Italy's like closed now. And everyone's like talking about that. I'm like, I don't want to get, and then I had like three events get canceled. And I was like, I don't want to get stuck in my apartment and have flights canceled. So like, it was like Friday, I think Friday morning, I was like, should I fly out? And then Friday night I had flown out to Chicago. That was like me. It was that Thursday night. I kept going back and forth thinking like, oh, should I? Maybe not. I don't know. It's no big deal. And then I watched something on the news and two hours later, I was like, dad, you need to get me a flight tomorrow morning. Like yep. now. Yeah, no, that's what I did. And I was like, I'm out of here. I don't want to get stuck here in my one bedroom apartment trapped absolutely alone. Valid. Like I will go insane. So I went home and um, I started reaching out to publishers and stuff, which was cool. And I started getting a bunch of different tracks and started writing the tracks. And one of my things with that was like, you have to be a really good vocal producer. And so, although for years I had focused on writing top lines, falling in love, creating stories, being a wild animal, I was like, you can't be a wild animal right now. So just do what you can, which is you know, figure out vocal production. And from there I started writing to tracks. <laughs> I, we wrote a song, this will probably never come out because it's not a song for either me or my co-writer and it's fucking creepy, but we wrote a song in the perspective of 16 year old us <laughs> and it, of like falling in love. And I was like, being home is super weird because I keep thinking about my crush when I was 16 mm -hmm. and she's like, girl, I feel you. And she's like, and I'm like, I literally used to like the more I think about it as an adult, it's so creepy how I behaved. Like it's unacceptable, you know? 
Like, I most definitely would take the long route home so I could drive past his house to see if he was home. I don't know why. I just wanted to do that. Like, weird shit. I mean, it was a block. It was one extra block. It wasn't. No, no, but I've done I've done that before. What was it when I was I was hooking up with somebody in New York and we it ended and I knew where he worked. He worked at like a fitness thing that was literally like yeah. a 15 minute walk from me. And I don't I didn't have to take those streets to get where I wanted yeah. to go. But I was like. I know what time he works. Yeah, I'm like, I know what time he works. I'm going to go walk by it to see if he's fucking there. And guess what? No, he never saw me. Yeah, and it's like those creepy things are cool ideas for songs. Yeah. I ended up writing this song that was like, the pre went, drove past your house to see if you're home. Your head's in the clouds. I don't think you'd know. I'd do anything so I can get you alone. And like, who knows if it'll ever go anywhere, but it was really cool writing in another perspective and thinking about when I was 16 and how creepy I was. So when you were there, you were mainly focused with on person and, and then just like being lazy as well. <laughs> I on? get that. I totally get that. And were you thinking about possibly like going on the dating apps like there just to talk to people or? My favorite. I changed my bio. Not the first time I was home, but I was also home for a month in December. Yes. And I changed my bio to um, only here to show the guys in high school that I got hot or something like that. <laughs> Fucking snaps yes uh, it yes was so wild I was like yeah like let's go out and it was so weird like one of the people I was talking to for a moment it was so weird this one's a wild one if the person who this is about is listening I'm sorry it's not I'm not judging you I'm not hating um but my brother's one of his like he's got a huge group of friends that he's been best friends with since elementary school his one of those guys is like one of his best friends his half brother i like matched with him and then he's like oh i saw that video of you like two years ago where you made out with ice poseidon who's some crazy youtuber that i was like yeah i'll make out with a stranger on a live stream who's like really nuts and it's like one of those traumatic events that happened with me it's great um but like not in a bad way it was like a wild night and he's like, I saw your live stream. And I was like, I had zero expectations of that being the response that I got from uh, my brother's half brother from a dating app while I'm home for a month. Wow. Wow. When did you come back to California the first time that you were back home? I don't know, but I met you at the next workout, which was like the Saturday after I came back. <laughs> I remember. Oh, what, when was that? Like May? Was it May or was it June? June, May, June. End of I May. I think it was. June. Yeah. Okay. It was June. And that's when the cases weren't as bad here, which was really nice yeah. for like a split second. When yeah. did you feel comfortable going back out on dating or wanting to meet people? Okay. So then I started going out of my mind again and I met a couple of people I met a guy at an ice cream shop don't even ask how I possibly met somebody in person during COVID but I did I met a guy at an ice cream shop and then he's like don't ghost me <laughs> he's also going he's now a friend of mine again but he's gonna kill me for saying this but he says don't ghost me and I'm like 
I promise I won't ghost you. And he goes, do you promise you won't ghost me? I'm like, I promise I, I won't ghost you. And then I go, he said, he, and then he said, he'll walk me to my car. So we go to my car and go, do you promise you won't judge me when you see my car? He's like, I promise I won't judge you. What kind of person would I be? And all I was thinking was you say that now, but I have dents on every panel. I'm not a good driver. You know, it's not my talent. I'm not a driving triple threat. <laughs> and so he looks at my car and he goes, okay, that I would judge you for. And then he ended up ghosting me. And I was like, dude. So he told you not to ghost, but because you just, that that's stupid. He told me not to ghost and then ghosted me after he saw my car. That's fucked because up. Because I have such a shitty car. Hey, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm, I think I'm a good driver. I think I'm a good driver, but I haven't driven this much in so long. And like, I'm still getting used to my car. So have I had some scratches before sorry dad but yeah this i have i have like you can't help that like they're crazy well, drivers out here possible to not get scratches yeah. some of my scratches are excessive um but at least i took the eyelashes off you had eyelashes oh absolutely and then i went on um a couple of other dates and they were one of them was like a raya date i went on one raya date which is like the celebrity one worst dating app um I've what? heard about different things about that, and I wasn't sure exactly, like how it works or what it does. That's what, but that's what I've heard. I hear it's stupid. It's like everyone's so pretentious on it, so nobody actually messages anybody, and it's like just so like. What do you, you want to for then? People that aren't actually elite, but they think they're elite. So, you know. I That's mean, stupid. for example, they have me on there and I drive my car. So I'm obviously not that elite. Yeah, but and at least you still want to talk to people and you want to get to no, know them. Sure, but we're just like, everyone was so pretentious. It's a terrible app. Um, so I went on one date from that and I hated him. And I was like, yeah, like, nice to meet you. I'm like, gonna go home now. It was like, this is boring. And then I went on another date with somebody and he kissed me and he tastes like cigarettes. And then uh -oh. Uh -oh. the next day... I was so tired and my throat hurt so bad. And I literally was like making pasta on a live stream show. And I was like, hold on, I have to like sit down for a minute. I'm really, really dizzy. And I'm like, I was dying. And I like looked in the mirror and I like took my flashlight on my phone and like opened my mouth. I'm like, I hope I don't have COVID, you know? And I look in the, my, my uh, mirror and I was like, how did you get strep throat in the middle of COVID? There's only one way and one way only. And it's that man who tasted like cigarettes. Not worth your time. From one kiss. That's, oh God. Oh, that's why don't, don't smoke cigarettes, people. Don't smoke cigarettes, please. But it's also just like strep throat comes from other things, but like. But still, like that's just, ugh. You know, when he was like texting me for a second date, I was like, I didn't want to do it before. And now I really don't ever want to talk to you. I, can you stop it? I'm trying to ghost you. I, I don't even know what I just did to my hand. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you had that date. And then what other dating experiences did you have? I mean, or it doesn't have to be dating experiences. I'm trying to but... think if there's any, like, good. Oh, there's my favorite story that you kind of know some of. So um, I met this dude at a beach. Oh, at... my God. <laughs> yeah, you know the story. 
And when I was dating somebody, I was like, this guy's really cute, but like, I'm, I guess I'm starting to date somebody else. So like, whatever. And then we reconnect after, you know, I come back from Chicago the first time and I like create this idea in my head about him, obviously, because that's what I do. And then like, the more we start talking, the more I like really like him. And like, we have like a three hour long phone conversation and all these things that I'm just like growing this massive crush on him like and it's just like school school girl crush like haven't mm -hmm. had this crush since in like two years and before that since like high school on my math teacher but whatever um and so there's like school girl crush on him and i i have no idea why and whatever and i'm like really bad at dating and he's like talking about love and the way that we talk about love i'm like well here's what i've learned from dating in the past and all these things and he's like and i guess that that put him in the friend zone because that's who I am as a person. I put him in the fucking friend zone because that's who I am. Um, I'm really good at dating. And um, I write this song where I realize like he's not reaching out to you first ever. He's not interested in you. And and I and to be fair, I'm very excited about this because this is what started me producing. I was like, Yo, like he's not interested in you. He doesn't text you first. What are you falling for? His fucking resume? <laughs> and huh. I was in my car when I thought that, park my car, get inside, and I start playing some chords on the piano. And I'm like, this song is genius idea. Um, and I had already written a song about him and accidentally sent it to him, but it was able to talk myself out of how stupid it was. I was texting my friend and him at the same time. And to her, I was like, yeah. So I open up my computer and as I'm texting him, my messages changes. So when I'm sending it to her, I send it to him and I was like, oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And so I was able to talk myself out of it, but whatever. We still hang out again. He's like, so what's the song you were working on? The song that I was so proud of, I lyrically awesome melodically awesome and i went to demo it and i did not produce i gave up producing four years ago at this point and was like so unsatisfied that i was like well i need to add a snap and i was like well i don't want a piano just a piano i want to add strings and i was like i don't want to do this like i want to add this you know whatever and i play i'm like i can't play it for you and he's like why i'm like i just can't he's like why not i'm like just play i'm like the song, you know why <laughs> the song so deeply explains him it couldn't be more obvious of who it is so i'm like well because it's because i have a massive crush on you and it's about that and he looks at me he's like no you don't excuse me sir you cannot be this oblivious you cannot be no way no way did you not know oh my god this like should be part of a um i think i'd like a like a, a nick show or like an mtv like sick like you know what i'm saying like abc family type of shit yeah yeah him saying no it's not is one of the craziest things i've ever heard no you don't like yeah i do dumbass what so then instead of being like i have a crush on you i deflected from the situation i was like and here was the creative process on how i wrote it and blah 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 blah, blah. and then i was like showing him the song and it was like a scratch at the time He's like, yeah, it's really good. And then I like sat away because I was like over by my computer because I was so uncomfortable with myself. And then as he was leaving, I'm like, by the way, I still want to kiss you. <gasps> Why am I so awkward? I can't explain it to you. I don't even know. Oh my God, Dia. And he's like, well, yeah, like whatever. We'll see what happens. And he's like, 
And then like, obviously he has no interest in me so that nothing ended up happening. And then, um, uh, and then I wrote a couple of more, a couple other songs about him, uh, such as I should say nothing, give you some air, but I want to talk to you about what isn't there. I should say nothing so you can breathe, but I want to make you see the things that I make you, I'm trying to make you feel the things that I see, the things that I can see. I don't know. Um, I'm feeling something, you're feeling nothing. So the song's called Nothing. But then I wrote that and I wrote a bunch of other songs about having a crush on him and then got bored of writing songs about him because he does not deserve them. Um, and I, what else did I do? And then I just started writing songs about being poor and they're awesome. I was, say, I was about to say, I feel like during this time, you have really embraced your musicality and really like started from that song so like no matter what like i'm so i don't even know if i'm gonna i probably will release it because i'm proud of it even though it's not a hit but i love it you should though and like i'm so proud of being frustrated in the car and then about some stupid boy that does not deserve a song and he would admit it too because he whatever just like you know, and then just being like, I'm unsatisfied and just like pushing myself, not because I feel like I have to produce this song, but because I wanted to make the thing that I was hearing come across, which was like, I needed snaps to do that. Mm -hmm. I need a kick to do that. I need strings now. I'm like, let's add. And then I was like, I can't sing this line that's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. every time I sang it, it sound horrible much like there and then I changed it where I like took it and I made strings around it instead and I used that line and then like at the beginning I have this like glockenspiel is like the intro with that noise that ends up being like the breakdown later which is super cool and it was just like this thing where I was just trying to make the things that sounded bad sound good and the things that sounded good sound better and I just kept doing it until I had this song where it was like I don't know why I want to say thank you to you for inspiring me to do this because you don't deserve that much credit. But also if I wasn't frustrated in my car at that moment over you being a douche, like I wouldn't have the song. So I love douchebags. Do you think that like this whole, uh, the whole situation would Is be different? Crazy. What? Is that I'm terrible at dating? Yes. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I was saying, do you think the situation like would have changed if it wasn't during COVID? Or do you think no. during this time it would have been the exact same way? Exact same way? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That one is like one of those things where it's like, the song is literally, the pre-chorus goes, I've been here, got hurt. It's not how love works, repeating torture because I've got a habit for falling for his resume. Like it's not just his, it's a thing that I do. So I think that this would have happened no matter what. I think that there were points of like, I also quit my job in February. So that's a thing. So that crew of people that I was surrounded with wasn't my crew anymore. So you had to find new. So I found this new crew. Yeah. And being in COVID, it was like, we hung out with that crew and that allowed there to be the space and time for me to 
have a crush mm-hmm. where I like wasn't going to the studio constantly and focusing on this and that. And I, you know, met this person that we were hanging out a bunch and like, it was only those, you know, cause we weren't hanging out with a million people. There's only like five people that you're seeing and it was it's like, your pod. pod. Yeah. So I think that that was part of it. Um, so yes and no, but I think that it would have looked differently, but it would have been the same. I mean, the fact that because of this happening, you have been able to write so many songs and have inspiration on this one person is pretty like exciting. I think it's super exciting. I mean, obviously, like, I I know the situation and I know I totally understand how you feel. And I it's 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 just been very cool just to hear the fact that you are somebody that the artist that you are that you can Yes, this happened to me. It upset me. Like, I'm fucking pissed off. But you wrote a song about it to release all of that. But also what I think is one of the coolest parts of it, now that I'm really thinking about it, and I haven't thought about this until very just now. um, I love having crushes. I'm such a person who fantasizes romance and wants this idea. And I'm like, but only if he would say that blah, 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 maybe he would love me. Um, And... I had this massive crush on this one guy who I also had worked with in prior and, you know, ended up writing. I'm looking at the release. I'm not saying that I only wrote these songs about him. I'm saying these are the releases I wrote about him were a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I wrote Red Flags about him, which is underrated because I wrote that so long ago and it just came out. Uh, the Trouble I Can't Fix, Hate, Think of Me, and Sleepover. And those are all released songs that I wrote about him. And it was like, when I was interested in him, most of the time it was like, maybe if I lose weight, he'll be more interested in me. Maybe if I'm more successful in my career, he'd be more interested in me. Maybe if this or that, he'd be interested in me. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time I'm like, I'm so sad for him that he doesn't realize the greatness that he's giving up. Ooh. Like, oh, I'm incredible. And the fact that he has, you know, we're all looking at our own realities. We're all looking at our own things and we're all interested in all these different things. I know people have crushes on me that I'm just not interested in. And it's not like an offensive thing, but it's like just has to do with like, you're just not my type and I'm Mm -hmm. just not his type. And that's absolutely fine that he's interested in someone else of, of like category wise or no one, quite possibly no one, but um, I'm so assured in myself as a creator, as a human being that's kind to people, as someone who just opens my heart and wants to give positive things, that if you aren't interested in me, that's not my problem. Oh, you literally answered my next question. Just talking about, have you learned about yourself during this time? You literally just answered it. Well, it was a mix of him and other people, but, and it's been a process over ever since the one where like I did everything that I could to make him want me and he still didn't want me. And he walked into a room with a girl. He goes, I don't date people who are your age and I don't date people I work with. And then walks in the room with a girl who's my age as a songwriter. And I was like, 
I'm sorry, but what? This fucked and up. I realized like no matter what, it was like that day ripped my heart apart. Like I went home and cried and it was the first time and probably the only time that I had my heart truly broken and I didn't even date him, but we were best friends, you know? And I was like, okay, so like if he doesn't see, I'm like, I've lost weight. I have abs, you know, like, like I am fun. I have more connections than you at this point. I wiggle myself into these rooms. Like I'm a talented writer. I might not be incredible and the most amazing yet, but you know, like I'm got talent and all these things. And it was like, I'm done trying to make you see that. Yes. And then like moving forward, then I met somebody who was like, possibly love bombing me in too much. But like the first time that like very soon after meeting him, he's like introduced me to his family and friends and stuff, which was weird, but that's a different story. Um, and immediately he's like, she's such a talented writer and all these things. And I was like, I appreciate you for like recognizing who I am. And it kind of showed me that I was lovable, that I am capable of being loved and that it's possible to see. He was trash, but also, if I could like trash, then someone should like my awesomeness. Yes. Yes. So it's and like, it's, oh my gosh, it's just all like with patience and like everything happens for a reason. And there is a reason why that your person hasn't come into your life yet. I literally kept saying that. I write more or, songs about trash men. Exactly. If that's okay. Like how many times, this is my first relationship I've ever been with. It's almost seven months. And I'm like. 26 years of me waiting for this. Yeah. Okay. Like there is a reason why. And I think these men are coming into your life. So you create more fucking art and showing the badassness that you are like, yeah. and he's going to pop out of nowhere. And then next thing you know, I mean, who knows, like who knows what can happen. But also that was one of the cool things about this crush is that he knows that I'm awesome. He's so well aware that I'm awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, you're lacking confidence to not like me. And that's not my problem. That's mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. And do I come on strong and I'm annoying? Absolutely. But, you know, I can't take that personally. No, no, you know who you are and everyone knows who you are. And it's, it is okay that he isn't here yet. It's yeah. totally and I okay. Think it's so important that we just work on ourselves and become the awesomeness that we want and by doing that it doesn't hurt as much if something comes along and doesn't work i mean it hurts but it hurts enough to write a song but not enough to cry about it <laughs> yes god i love all this i feel like i need to like like make a like a i gotta like make a quote i need to make all these quotes that like i need to write down what you're saying like yes how do you how do you feel about dating now? I mean, God, the cases are rising a lot that right now. But so bad. I want to date and I want to go out and like fall in love. And like I'm so bad at watching movies and I want to be able to watch movies, but there's no way I'm gonna do it alone. It's one of those things where I'm not even gonna try and I don't want to. And no. it's something that I know that I'm always preaching, like, you can be your own boyfriend. And I'm like, but I don't want to watch a movie without somebody. You know, it's just not my interest. No, I agree. Would you want to like do the FaceTime dates or Zoom dates? Yeah, I think that it's a cool idea if you give like yourself a time limit of like, let's talk for 30 minutes because we're deciding if we like each other or not mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And then as soon as we get that out of the way, we can decide if we should actually talk in person. Because a lot of the time you can talk for 30 minutes and go, that's not worth it. That's not for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. What recommendations do you have for people? I mean, artists, people don't want to go out on dates, like you're just everything. Do you have any more recommendations or advice? Yeah. I mean, A, create what you dream. B, stop procrastinating on creating what you dream, aka me doing the vocals to the song that I need to do. Um, And, you know, date as you want. Just numbers are numbers. Have fun with it. If you forget about them, that's their fault. They were dull and boring. Not Um, wrong. And like anytime that a man tries to like say mean things about you, it's because they're sad that you rejected them. Like genuinely. And we got another. I think I've snapped like three times at least during this interview. It's that one's such a crazy one to me is like when you're like, I don't think this is going to work out. And they're like, well, you're fat anyways. And I'm like, yeah, no, not skinny for sure. I mean, I never will be, never have been uh, skinnier now than I've been in my past. I work out though and eat healthy. So I don't really care what you say. I'm fucking hot. Yeah. Yes. Skinny or not. Is that an insult? Oh, oh, it was like, he's like, you're annoying. I'm like, yeah, and the sky is blue. What, are you trying to insult me with this information that is if I don't know it? Oh, my God. If you're self-aware, you can't get insulted. True. Because either you know they're dumb or you know they're right. (laughs) Dia, thank you so much for being on this. I cannot wait for everybody to hear this girl talking and we are just like this. I, I have no words. I just, I love this. You are a wonderful human being and like, I'm just so happy to have you on. Great questions. And I'm very impressed with the way that you've just, you've been one of these artists who are like, I've been wanting to make a podcast for years. Mm -hmm. So, and then the next thing I knew, like you had a graphic and the next thing I knew you had an account and the next thing I knew you had a podcast released and the next thing you know like you got a new mic for your for the holidays like that's so amazing like and it doesn't happen overnight like you didn't have that mic when you started you didn't need the mic when you started Mm -mm. I love it what's your social media so everyone can follow you see where your journey goes and all your songs like honestly everybody like please listen to her songs like they are fucking bops um, my social media is warning. It's Dia, because obviously I should give people a warning. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm Dia Morgan on all. If you can't find warning, it's Dia. But like Dia Morgan is my name on streaming platforms, YouTube, whatever. And then warning, it's Dia is the handle for all of it. And there you have it. That is Dia Morgan. Please go follow her on Spotify. Please find all her songs. Support her. She, like I said, she is fucking bops. I hope you enjoyed this episode with her. If you liked it, like, subscribe, share. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. There's, I think there's another one that I keep forgetting about. Follow us on the Instagram. It's not me, it's COVID pod. Follow Dia. And until next time on It's Not Me, It's COVID, I'll see you later.